Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. But before we get started, I need to tell you about how great this application called Anchor is. That's the application that I'm using to record this right now. This application is great because it allows you to be able to record a podcast and do all the things that you need in terms of editing in one place, all right? I used this application before, and not only did I have to record it, I had to download it from this thing and add it to this and add it. It was just too much. I found out about Anchor, and I realized how easy it was. They have all the creation tools and everything that you're going to need right from your phone. You can edit, you can add music, whatever you need directly from the application. Like I said, it's all in one place. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I can't reiterate that enough, all right? So all you guys got to do is go and download the Anchor app, either from your Google Play Store or your Apple Play Store or wherever you get your, your apps from on your phone. Or you can do it the traditional way by going to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again. And don't forget, you can find us on Reggie's Expressions, and that's Reggie's underscore expressions on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. Hey, guys. I know I told you that me and Carlos a couple weeks ago went to the great state of Colorado, more specifically to Denver, and we found one of our new favorite places when we were out there. It's called La Rola Urban Colombian Food. Is, is that right? Did I say it right, love? Did I say it right? <laughs> yes. I practiced before I started doing this. But anyway, we actually know the owner and know we didn't get any perks or anything like that. But it is by far the best Colombian food I've ever had. Y'all know I'm picky. Y'all know I just really like chicken and, and cornbread and greens and whatever Carlos cooks. But they had some of the best empanadas that I ever tasted. I mean, other than what Carlos makes, because those are the best. Don't tell him I said, he's right here in front of me. He's looking at me. But anyway, I had the best empanadas possible. Um, I had arepas. I ate, it was a Colombian hot dog. I didn't even know they had a Colombian hot dog. Um, the meat was flavorful. Everything on the plate was amazing. Awesome. It's in Zeppelin Station down in Denver. So if you ever find yourself in that area and you want some good, authentic Colombian food, please stop by and tell Andrea that Reggie sent you. All right. She might do something nice. But if you're just expecting good food, that's probably what you're going to get. All right. So go out and check out La Rola, urban Colombian food. Did I say it right again, love? Okay, great. Go and check them out. Give them five stars. Tell them that Reggie sent you. And I promise you, you won't regret it. All right? You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the show. And I'll check in with y'all later. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, this is your boy Reggie. Hey, what's up? Um, and I am so honored to share with you guys a conversation that I had with a gentleman by the name of Daryl Samuels. He is a uh, colleague or friend uh, that I served with in the armed forces when I was in the military. We served together in Iraq, and he's an amazing gentleman. 
And what made me think of him um, was the mutual friend that we um, have in common, which is this great gentleman by the name of Damien L. Heidelberg. Damien unfortunately passed away in 2003 in Iraq. And um, he was a great person. Um, throughout our conversation, you're going to see us kind of jump around from things. Cause we, it, there was a lot of catching up to do between he and I. Uh, we also had some technical issues that you guys probably will hear on the back end as well. And it was just a great conversation for, for us to be able to, to, you know, just respect each other in terms of black, the black experience and also reminiscing about the time, you know, that we had when we spent a year in Iraq. So amazing gentlemen. And I'm happy to take the time to highlight Damien Heidelberg, um, who was um, a great guy from Shibuta, uh, Mississippi, um, an amazing person and would literally give you the shirt off his back. And I think that's something that I said in the interview or uh, conversation, if you will. So please take a listen. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, support. Um, the network is growing. The Reggie uh, uh, Expressions Network is growing, and I see it every day, and I can't thank you guys enough. Um, so my call to action to you guys, if you're interested in continuing the, the show and, and um, you know, supporting me in any way possible, um, there is going to be a support link uh, in the um, Apple podcast, um, and it's also going to be in Google. And I'm also going to attach the link for my um, uh, support or for you guys to support on uh, the link for Facebook, Instagram and all of that fun stuff. So thank you. Enjoy the conversation. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Thanks. How you doing? Uh, it's another episode of Reggie's Expressions. I know you guys, a lot of you guys are like, what? He just put out an episode on Sunday. Yeah, I'm doing a special episode where I get to talk to an old buddy um, that I used to serve with in the armed forces in the army. And, um, you know, Monday was, which was yesterday, was Memorial Day. And unfortunately, uh, when I see, especially in my experience, when I see things on uh, Memorial Day, it seems like a very, it, it, it's only white soldiers. And it reminds me of a gentleman who I served with uh, a, a few years ago, um, you know, Damien Heidelberg. And, you know, he was an African-American soldier. And, you know, I, I never see anything uh, on him. It's almost like, you know, we don't serve, you know, because the people we see that are flashed across the screen are mostly white male. So, 
Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to talk to someone who um, is uh, really good friends with that gentleman. He knows him well. But before we get into that and we highlight, uh, you know, the special person that Damien Heidelberg was, um, I want to talk to Mr. Uh, Daryl Samuels for a bit. So how are you today, sir? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, you you, you told me earlier I, I'm, I'm not missing no meals and I guess you're right. So, um, you know, uh, I like to eat. What can I say? Cereal at midnight is my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, man, things are good. It's been a long time since uh, I mean, I hadn't talked to you actually uh, or been in the same room since 2003, 2004 when we left yeah. Iraq. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the little that I do, I mean, not little that I knew. I knew you were you were really good friends with uh, Mike Gunny. Um, who, oh, yeah, yeah. That's Air a crazy strapped. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't you and him serve in the military together, uh, in, in the Marines together? No, actually, this is crazy. I didn't know he was a Marine before, and uh, we went to AIT together. Really? Yes, okay, okay, how, okay. Because y'all were both truck drivers. I got you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's how I met him. You know, we went to AIT together, and from AIT we went everywhere, every unit together, every platoon we was together. Um, like I said, that's the first time I met him was in AIT, and uh, we always been good friends. Um. So let the people know where you from, uh, uh, Samuels, because that 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 accent real real thick. Okay, I'm from Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson, it's Tennessee. Probably, yeah, it's probably it's two hours away from Nashville. Right. About an hour away from Memphis. Um, you know, it's not a big place. It's more of a retirement home to me. Okay. 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 Um, that's it's area code seven three one, right? Yeah, seven three one. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, it's getting bigger because the biggest thing about here is there's a lot of hotels and a lot of factories coming in. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, Toyota is one of the biggest one. Toyota Nissan is the biggest thing around here. Mm-hmm. And Kellogg. I don't think I've ever been to Jackson, Tennessee. Is that close to Murfreesboro or? <laughs> that's, close to, that's close to Nashville where you're talking about. Okay. That's I've, I've like been that. as far. I mean, I used to go up and down I-4 all the time. Not I-4, but... I can't even think of the name of the highway. Yeah, uh, what's that? Yeah, it's I forty. If you go on the interstate. Yeah, yeah, but the one that used to go through um, Nashville to Jackson or uh, to Clarksville, I forget. Anyway, yeah. damn, it's been so long. I can't even. That's been almost sixteen years ago, my man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, where did time go? Like, I, you know, talking to you now, I feel like it was just yesterday. We were ride, we were driving trucks. Um, together. Yes, you're right. But uh, what was it? What was funny to me is when you know yesterday. I, I every year I would do something a memorial for him. Usually mm-hmm. some cookout. Yeah. Uh, we always, we, you know, we had a promise that when we came back, we was gonna have a first beer together. We was gonna go out, and you know, he's from Mississippi, so you know, Mississippi's not too far from Jackson. Right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I think it's about two hours away from where right. he lived at. Okay. Uh, you know, I went to he was I went to his gravesite. It was very hard to find it. Wow. But yeah. That 
It's a very small place. The part of Mississippi is very small. Okay. And where is he and, from originally? Uh, was it Shibuda? Shibuda? Yeah, that's right. That's it. Mississippi? Yep. Um, so the person that he's talking about is Mr. Da- uh, Mr. Damien Heidelberg. Um, he was a 21-year-old kid that, um, you know, joined the military probably right out of high school, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I think it was right out of high school. And just, you know, was... What I remember of Heidelberg, he was very kind of silly. But the one thing that I saw that was just well beyond his years was the fact that he really would give you the shirt off your back, off his back. Like, literally. You know? I've seen him give stuff away. People will ask for it. He'll be in the middle of eating something. They'll be like, hey, Heidelberg, let me have that. And he would give it to him. He was not attached to personal things. You know? Um, and I, I just find that being, you know, I, I find that one truly amazing thing because, um, you know, some people might consider him gullible, but honestly and truly he wasn't gullible. He was just one of those people that at the core of it all just wanted to believe what people said. You know, he didn't have a reason to not believe what people said. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, Samuels, you and him were really good friends. So, um, how did y'all become friends? Did y'all meet in Iraq or did you know him before? Yep. Yep. Uh, we, we met in Iraq. Uh, you know, we were more, you know, we started out as truck drivers in mm-hmm. Fort Campbell, but once we got to Iraq, you know, is the security became a, you know, security element. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, anything that had to do with picking up any ammunition, any supplies, picking up people, taking them from base to base, you know, you know, we were, we were, gun, you know, I had a gun truck. Yeah. And that, and that's where Gunny, Mike Gunny, who, he was my gunner. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> he was my, he was my gunner. So but, like I said, the big thing. The, the one thing I remember about uh, Gunny was the fact that he, that dude was a hothead. He would oh. get mad at the drop of a dime, like beat red. Oh, it's like, God, yes, dog, you know, boy. Now, we did another tour in Iraq together. Oh, man, I just, I had to put him in a place, his place so many times. Wow. Like, like you said, he he, he was a, a hothead and, you know, he'll act first, but don't think later on. Right. And I would, I would always tell him that, you know, even though we're at war, you still have to have respect Mm-hmm. You know, you, everybody's not at war with you. Right, that's true. Yeah, you know, everybody's not that. You know, I, I understand watching your back, watching your six, as they say, and, uh, you know, but the thing about it is, and I had to explain to them, there's rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. You just can't do anything you want to do. It doesn't work that way. Right. You know, and um, like I said, one of the biggest things, and when I got the, when I, you know, 187, the Rocket Sons, I didn't, I really didn't know that much about the Army. Especially mm-hmm. that infantry unit, I, you know, I really know too much about it. Right. But when, but when I got on four cameras, just that's all people talk about. That's like the major unit. Right. And uh, especially for infantry guys. That was you know, the, that was that was the unit to go to. Yeah, that was top of the line. Uh huh. I mean, you know, I remember going there, and I did not know either. Uh, anything about infantry other than what I learned when I was in uh, uh, AIT and, and freaking, um, you know, basic training. But, man, the Rockasons, like, it, 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 it's a special set of people. Mostly white. 
It was mostly white. Um, in the company that I was in, it was only five of, five black people, five black men that were in that in that company out of a hundred and maybe twenty five people. You know, um, and I mean, I don't have to explain to you, you know, because the racism and stuff was was blatant. No disrespect to anybody. But it was yeah. a different time, you know what I'm saying? They could just say and do whatever they want because we knew we were the minorities. But, you know, if it ever got to a point where they crossed the line, we had no problems with letting them know. Um, oh, definitely. So, um, now, did you come over to Iraq with us in the beginning or were you like midway in the tour and they sent you guys over? Oh, yeah, I was there in the beginning as soon as we invaded. Okay. I was there. Yeah, I was there from the get go. So what's interesting is, is I don't remember meeting you until late, like maybe like five or six months in. Yeah, we stayed on the road all the time. Okay. Well, you know, I used to I used to drive with y'all, right? You remember yeah. that? Yeah, I was. Yeah, you. I mean, you probably seen me a couple of times, but I was more focused. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we were more. Even though it was truck driver, we were more involved on right. the infantry side. Now you you acting like you me and you we hung out, Samuel. You know me. Well, I mean, you know, if, if anybody's listening, I just want you know want them to know. Hey, he was there. He was on the front line like everybody else. Yeah, he knows me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember everybody now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I try to I remember covert. Oh covert? Uh, yeah, covert. Not uh, time. Yeah, Cozart. That's what his name was. Cozart. Tall, tall white guy. Yes, yes. Um, he ended yeah. up getting his sergeant out there, I think. Yeah, but um, he, he became, um, I think before, I think he might have retired. I think he became a, last time I seen him, he started in first class. Oh, wow. Okay. He, he was the base um, base commander driver. Okay, okay. Um, That's the last, last time I seen him. I remember Dunn. That dude, yeah, oh, he was country as, as hell. Yeah, another hothead. Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, you know, they. Well, I mean, I could say something, but <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, they had the ability to be able to be that way. Unfortunately, um, you know, we didn't have that same luxury. You know, being black men, we kind of had to watch our backs. You know, for every little thing. Not, not like people were trying to attack us, but you know. It almost seemed like I were, uh I don't know, I just had a different experience than you, are, you know you gotta think about it. In my platoon, I was one of the one of the only black guys. Yeah, you were, that's true. That's <laughs> one true. of the only black guys. Well no, yeah. no uh, well yeah, that's true. That was like uh um um non commissioned because you had Lieutenant Rice. I don't know if you remember him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember uh, he came over yeah. a, a couple of months after we got there. Yeah. And um, I'm friends with him on Facebook now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to um, get that friend request from him. Remember, we used to play football all the time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to play tackle football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when, he came, that's when he came over. That's when, we, you know, we first got him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, actually, I actually liked him, though. Yeah, he was cool. He's, he's still a cool guy. I remember uh, Samuels them uh, lived in the house. Um, they lived in the the plane uh, hangar, and we lived yeah. in the tent behind it. Yeah, like hey, what? Hmm? What, what was that short corporal name? 
he became corporal. He used to he used to work he used to work at uh in the armory. Uh short, short, real, Oh, real Sage. Short. Sage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember him. I he he had his days. Yeah, Sage was Sage was like four foot nothing, had the hugest head I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, I couldn't remember his name though. And it was so funny because it, it, it he walked as if his head was about to tip him over at any time. That's what I'm saying. Especially if he became corporal. Right. Oh, you couldn't tip him nothing. And the, the funny thing about him is he still looks the same. <laughs> He's on Facebook too. Um, oh. Facebook has really been kind of the gateway for me to get back in touch with a lot of people. Um, and Mike found me. I don't know how he found... Oh, maybe because I was friends with Niles. And I think I might have showed up as people you may know. You remember Niles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Niles. Niles and then Platt? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Facebook friends with Platt. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are the group of people that were with us when we were over in Iraq. And I was supply, so um, we were the supply guys. So basically, we would have to go on the log packs every day and, you know, take the food. Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to do when I was over in Iraq was drive a truck. That was one of the things that I wanted to do. And I don't know who it was. I, it might have been Lieutenant Rice. He asked me, he was like, you want to drive? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And because um, them trucks were fun to drive. They were, I love driving them trucks. <laughs> um, they were fun to drive they were but one of the things that I, I, I tell Carlos Carlos is here my husband's here um, hey Carlos hey how are you man I'm doing awesome can't complain he's the reason why he's the reason I got these extra rolls by the way uh-huh. oh, okay okay Carlos is a uh, chef he cooks Oh, man, I don't know. He can't beat me. <laughs> well, maybe not. You got that down-home uh, Southern uh, cooking. Can't nobody beat uh, that right there. Yeah, I told you we grilled yesterday. Yeah. I was seeing people. I didn't know they pulling up, getting plates. I'm like, hold on, hold on, buddy. Now, I ain't selling <laughs> plates. You, <laughs> you were the grill master over there. Oh, yeah. most That's I, that's what I mainly do, grilling. Uh, I, I mean, I cook, too. I do a lot of cooking. But, you know, down here, you know, people eat food, but you know, restaurants are aren't top tier. Oh. You don't have you know a place where you go where you have a a chef that is cooking caviar or cooking you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of stuff high end high end stuff. Right. You know they they might have steaks down here. You know places like that, but mm-hmm. like I say, as far as you know, a casual or like I say, you have to dress up attire mm-hmm. of restaurant they don't have it gotcha um was i was gonna ask you because i i know from my experience when i was over there i mean we were in a lot of danger and i don't know if that had something to do with the fact that we were so young at the time but i never ever ever feared that i wasn't gonna come back did you have that same feeling or did you were you fearful that you might not come back or did you ever you know go down that dark road of of that yeah, you 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 know you have to remember. I don't think you remember. You remember I, I got injured. You know I got a perp heart. I had to That's go right. Me. You guys were on y'all way back from uh, Baghdad. Yeah, yeah. See, the crazy part about that is here. A lot of people don't. They don't know that. You know, and I explained to them. You know, I was like, you know, that was my job. Right. 
I don't need praise. I don't need this. I don't need that. You know, that was my job. And I'm supposed to take care of my battle buddies and stuff like that. I was just doing my job. I don't need extra credentials and stuff like that to, mm-hmm. you know, around and you know a lot of people like to brag about what happened right, and all yeah, the this is what and, I did mm-hmm. you know and um my second tour in Iraq you know just like I the biggest thing like you know all the soldiers under me you know being a squad leader they love me because you know they could call me by the first name even though you know I was an E5 stuff like that and I tell them you know my name is not Sergeant mm-hmm. that's a type that's all not right. my name Damn. you know and that's that's one of the biggest things, you know, being in the military, you get brainwashed sometimes. Yeah, it's true. You know, you take a role on it. Some people take their role beyond where it needs to go. Right. That's true. You know, you know how they how they used to always say the donkey and punish uh, pony show. Yes. There goes there goes that division. Mm-hmm. You know, because people did stuff just for show. Right. You know, we had more maintenance men and, you know, admin men. They were, they were, you know, we had black, you know, they were, you know, African-American. Right. But, mm-hmm. but we had truck drivers, you know, a truck driver, that was a dual, you know, job. Right. You know, because like I said, you know, law pays, like you said, we, who, you know, who, who was the security, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, we hauled everything. Yeah. So, think about it. We used to drive over there to get mail and water sometimes. Yep. Our gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not really. It's not really funny, but just just think about this simple, you know, that simple concept and how dangerous it was just to do that. Yeah. You know what's so funny is I hadn't thought about. I remember when you got injured. You didn't you get shrapnel in your leg or something like that? Yep, I, I still get it. And uh, Heidelberg also got hurt. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. When I when I got hurt, I opened my eyes. He was hovering over me, and you know he pretty much uh, he went out. He man, he was ready. Wow, ready, and that's that's one thing you know. I always look at him as a little brother because, you know, I was older than him. And, you know, we had And one of the, the biggest things that hurt me every year mm-hmm. is, because, you know, before he was going to um, Dubai, mm-hmm. I think he was going to Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, he was going there. We was walking back, you know, you know, back, you know, to go to get in bed or go to sleep. Right, you know, we yeah. had like, back started early. Yeah. It's hate. But we was walking back, and then he looked at me. He said something to me, and I that hunts me, and it probably will the rest of my life. Wow. You know he's into church. He was real. Yeah. He loved church, and he loved his, you know, his kids. And he looked at me, and we stopped. He put he put his hands on my shoulder, and he looked at me. He said, "I'm just letting you know something bad's gonna happen to me while I'm over here." Wow. And I just looked, I said, no, it's not, man. We're going to go back home, this and that. And then the next day, it happened. Mm. And so that hunts me. And, you know, sometimes, you know, my girlfriend will tell you, you know, I, I cry because I was always telling you, you know, I'm higher rank. I'm supposed to look out for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I 
tell her, you know, she's like, well, you know, it's been a long time. I said, well, you know, I, I let myself down. And I think I let him down because I always feel like I could have done something. Wow, man. But then that, just think about it. I wasn't even around, so I, there was nothing I really could do. Right, true. But just hearing, just hearing that coming from him, mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, it's been 17 years. Like I said, it still hurts. I can imagine so, man. He was a young guy. He was he was cool. You know, I, I, I had no issues with uh, Heidelberg. I, I did sometimes think that he was a little odd and strange, but that was the charm. That was the, the, the thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I just used to sit back and watch him sometimes and just like, and I remember one day after he had given away something, and I was like, why did you do that? And he was like, I, you know, he wanted it. I said, but it was yours. I know. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. I can get something else. Oh yeah, that that was him. That was him. One hundred percent. You know, like I said, he he wasn't a materialistic guy. Uh, you know, he wasn't. I guarantee, you, if, he, if he came back home, he wouldn't have been looking for fame. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. He'd probably be in church every Sunday, and mm-hmm. you know. Not brag about what he did. And mm-hmm. see, one, one thing about it is, I had to think about it one day. Mm-hmm. He had one of the hardest jobs over there. Yeah. Because one, the disappointment, how people don't get their stuff they're supposed to get. And mm-hmm. people on a level that the other people didn't. You know, when it comes to mail don't come, they're getting mad at him. Like, you know, it's, it's his fault, but it, which, you know, it's really not. Mm-hmm. You know, just going through that and just, you know, especially, you know, even you, y'all had a hard just dealing with people, paperwork, just yeah. everything, you know, still doing what you have to do outside of that. And, uh, right. Being in an infantry unit and, you know, some days to piss me off sometimes because it's like, you want to blame everybody, but you should have more stuff to worry about. Mm-hmm. And it's one, 187 airborne air assault. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have more stuff to worry about. Right. Making it back home, making it back home mm-hmm. not what somebody else didn't do. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. It was it was interesting being in the infantry unit because you had to do your job and you had to do their job. It felt like. You know what I'm saying? Like No, yeah. You hit it on the head. Yeah. You gotta do your <laughs> job and then you gotta do their job. And then they they gonna clown you when you can't do their job. And tell you you full of all this stuff and you ain't a real soldier and all this, this and that. Call you Pogue and everything else. But the reality is, it's like, I, you know, this, I wasn't, I mean, not, none of us at the end of the day, no matter how much those guys went and did the training that they did, the, you know, the going to the field and all that other stuff, nothing would have gotten us prepared for the real world other than just doing the real world stuff that we did. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, you're right. I'm and it was just, you know, it was it was always interesting to me. And I, I know the Army has changed a lot since you and I were in. But, you know, it was interesting, you know, the... It, it didn't feel like a job to me. You know, like I go to work in the morning, I log on to my computer, I do my job for eight hours a day and whatever. It felt like when I was in... It felt like I, I was in an extended frat house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> you're right about that one. 
I don't feel like, you know, even though I was getting a salary to do the stuff that we were doing and, and doing PT, which I wish I had fucking PT right about now, because I definitely wouldn't be as heavy as I am. Shit. Um, but it was it was just like a big I mean, it just didn't feel like work. And sometimes that was good. Because, you know, the monotony of being, you know, over, you know, overseas sometimes would get pretty sad and dark. Um, but at the same time, too, whenever I would go out and, you know, interact with other people that either did my job with other units, they actually it felt like there was a sense of pride and a sense of, you know, strength. And, and like, yeah, this is this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? Um, that I didn't quite get when I was at 187 in, uh, in the Rockasons. And I don't know whose fault that was, but it felt a lot of, a lot like Full Metal Jacket when I was in. You know what I'm saying? You remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Come on, that's a classic. Right. You know, and... Marine Corps. Yeah, that's right. That was a Marine Corps. I always get it mixed up. I always think that it's Army, but no, it was the Marine Corps. Um, but... It just felt like that a lot, you know, and I think that's probably why I never feared, you know, not coming back because it didn't seem real. It didn't seem like we were in real danger, even though I had to, you know, Kevlar down and had to have my weapon clean to make sure I'll be able to shoot. And I did the security details and all that other stuff. It never felt like it was something that could take me out, you know? Yeah. I told I told them and well you know this I, you know when I joined the army which it was you know out of, out of nowhere really mm-hmm. I had a recruiter he came up to me and uh, he talked to me for a minute mm-hmm. and uh, he, he talked about the army and I told him I got the Marines because you know promotion was very slow mm-hmm. you know pretty much a couple people got to retire for you to go up the ranks mm-hmm. so and I just told him you know I really. Didn't want to get, you know, stand in military anymore. And so he's like, well, you know, you come and join the army. You don't have to do the basic training again. Okay, that I liked a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do the basic training. So if you're in the Marine Corps, <laughs> you, switch, you, switch, you switch over. Right. You don't have basic training because that basic training is longer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, see, now he's trying to drag, he's trying to pull me in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I switched my MOSs, you know, from, I was in the infantry in Marine Corps. So he's okay. like, well, you be a truck driver. You be a truck driver. You know, you get your, you get out and get your semi license. You have all that. You can do everything, and you know. Mm-hmm. So he's like, a little bonus. I didn't have to, you know, take the ASVAB again or anything. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, I end up going to AIT in um, Texas. Mm-hmm. Little old El Paso. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's when I met. Uh, met Mr. Gunny. <laughs> Mr. Gunny. <laughs> That's why. And you know, the crazy part about it is mm. when I first met him, I'm like, I thought he was racist. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was just, I thought, I just, you know, just looking at him, you know, you would think like, right. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know about him. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. It's... I, don't know about, I don't know about this dude. He like, right. he looks, he looks a little crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and you know exactly what I mean. He looks yeah. like he's off. Yeah, he he was he was something else. He um he uh I'm trying to I'm trying to think if I have any stories about him. Oh, I got plenty. Yeah, so 
after, I mean, obviously, Don't Ask, Don't Tell existed when I was in the military. The good thing yeah. about you guys, you guys never made it weird. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't out at the time. But you guys never badgered me about about it. It was just like it, it was what it was kind of thing. Um, so after I got out of the military, you know, a number of years later, I think we've been friends now for maybe the last three years. But like I said, he found me through Niles and you know how they all find you through Facebook. Um, yeah. You get one friend and you see everybody else they're associated with and so on and so forth. And eventually you came about a year ago. But Mike, it was something I posted about a situation that happened to me and Carlos and how crazy it was. And he actually reached out to me on uh, Messenger and was like, fuck what they say. You do what you want, man. I don't give a fuck. You know, I support you, you know, I got your back. And if you need somebody that's going to come over there and kick their ass, you let me know. <laughs> you know, and this kid is like five, four, five, five, a hundred and sixty pounds, maybe wet, short, yeah. red hair, kind of bald, I think. Or it was it was a high and tight at the time. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he were. Yeah. With the glasses, the army issue birth control glasses that you used to have on. Yes. But what it looked like, he looked like he could rock that shit in regular life. That's how he, he, it was like, oh yeah, them your glasses. Oh, you wear those all the time. Gotcha. Okay. You know. Uh, have you seen him? Have you seen him lately? Uh, not, not in a few months. Cause he normally just kind of chimes in every now and then, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything from him in a while. So I need to reach out to him. Make yeah, sure he, he, uh, um, he video chat me one day. I don't know who it was at first. <laughs> I'm like, this dude look like the Marlboro man. And I'm like, I know this can't be him. You know what? <laughs> that's the funny. He did the same thing to me, too. I think he just randomly FaceTimed me um, or whatever. And, you know, he would send like recordings and stuff like that. And I, I was I, and I used to say to myself, you know, you must be bored. But thinking back at it now, I mean, I, I guess I kind of miss it because he uh, he was real. He was a cool dude. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. You know, he, he's one of those guys that if you're his friend, he really you, you're really his friend. He right. takes that to heart. Mm -hmm. And like and like like he said, now he, if you need somebody to come up there, he probably would have done it. <laughs> Love this is I'm on this Facebook Facebook now. I'm showing Carlos. Tell me what your reaction is. This is this is not Samuel. This is the guy that we were talking about. Yeah. This was. It looked like a huh? no no no. He's short. I know. Yeah yeah he's, yeah he's short. He ain't no big guy. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. This is and he to me he still kind of looked like that. This is him him in his in his full uniform. So, yeah, he's he's cool as shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a unique experience when I was in, in Fort Campbell. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that I, I, I let everybody know that, you know, I am grateful for my military experience. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, I just at my fifth year, I felt like I had enough. You know, it was something yeah. that I, I, I did and. You know, it was a means to an end, you know, at the time, but it wasn't something I felt like I can do as a career. But yeah, 
the the thing is is you know even though some of the experiences that we had sometimes were not the greatest um we you know we didn't necessarily have the language to be able to understand what it was cuz we had you know being black people in america nowadays you know even now and we pass that trauma down from generation to generation all we really know how to do is to survive you know what i'm saying so before this whole new level of consciousness there were a lot of things that we heard and we saw that we felt like we just had to take for the betterment of just making sure we got through you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You're right. So, and it's 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 interesting to me because the the I, I there were about four or five other people that I went to school with that joined the military the same year that I went in, and they were all black people. Yeah, you know, I know if you know, being where I'm from, you know, poor in Albany, Georgia, if you didn't have college or if you didn't have a scholarship. The only other thing to do was the military. You know? Yeah. It, sometimes it's the option. Right. Are, are they, see, this is what I learned. This is what I tell kids all the time. You know, I'm a single father and, you know, for, um, I got out, you know, I got custody of all my kids and mm-hmm. I got four kids, but I got three that already graduated. Mm-hmm. And I was going up and down the interstate, mm-hmm. you know, every weekend. And the biggest thing, like I tell them, you know, Sometimes you have to make that effort to leave. Right. You know, going to school or whatever you need to do, don't get put in that same mindset that this is all I can do. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you can join the military and go to school, but make a decision that you want to do better. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, um,. You know, I'm grateful for the military. I'm grateful because it got me out of that city. I wouldn't have gone and traveled as far as I have if I not. Because when I got out, I had this level of confidence that I can get through anything. I served with the motherfucking Rockatons, man. And I wasn't even, I I wasn't even a damn, you know, infantry guy. I served with them. And if I can get through that shit, I can move to California. You know what I'm saying? But better yet, if I can, you know, if I can do that, go through that, I can move to Florida. And these are places I had never lived in or been at or, you know, whatever. I just, because of the level of confidence that I had and gotten from the military, it was easy for me, you know, to make decisions that might have been hard for other folks just in terms of doing, you know, having the faith to believe that I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm I'm grateful for it. But if I had, you know, to look over or go back over it again, I, you know, would wish that we wouldn't had to have gone through some of the the racist things or the, you know, just behavior that we saw, you know, to to make it through. You know what I'm saying? Um, Go ahead. If I if I could go back, you you know, you remember that. uh, we was there with almost three months before anything really happened. Yeah. You know, we didn't do anything. We didn't evade our wreck. And crazy part, once again, we was one of the first unit to even evade, you know. Right. Uh-huh. Evade a wreck, you know. Actually, we was the first ones. Yeah. But, but like I said, you remember we was there two, almost three months. Just, I ain't gonna say sitting there, but we were just there, you know. And I mean, a lot of people's asking, like, how long we're going to be here? Or, mm-hmm. 
or what's the move or you know what I'm saying like what are we doing you right. know we don't know anything we just know we're there mm-hmm. yeah we uh, you know we we was talking about oh it's gonna be six months you know that's how long we gonna be here they don't do deployments over a year I think we were the first set of people that was over in Iraq for a year cause yeah. we oh, yeah. yeah it was there for a year mm-hmm. it was crazy I, I, now you know I did two tours Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the Rock Sons, I, for some reason I could not get out that unit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Like I can, I could not get out that unit, and mm-hmm. that's when I got PNE, got PNE five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Like I said, Mike Gunner was my gunner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the type of shoot, shoot first. I'm not gonna ask later. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of those type of guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, those people, they used to do us dirty because they felt like we were pogues and stuff. So they would always, like, mess with us and try to make yeah. our jobs and stuff harder. You know, uh, I remember sometimes getting in an argument with those guys about log pack and stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, we were supposed to meet up at certain point because we didn't go to all the places that we went to. Um, we would cut yeah. it in half. You know, we would do one, you know. Whatever we used to do. But anyway, um, you know, if they didn't meet up at the, uh, the you know, place that they were supposed to meet at, the, I can't think of it. Like, I'm, I'm thinking bus stop, whatever. Um, and they would get mad and Lieutenant Rice would be like, fuck it, let's go. And we would go back and they would radio, you know, telling him, hey, y'all need to come back with this stuff. Y'all supposed to wait until we get there and blah, blah, blah. And he would be like, I'm not going to send my men out there to be sitting ducks, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. And we end up having to go back and give it anyway. <laughs> oh, that's what he, he didn't play. He, no. He come his soldiers. He did not play. He's he like, I'm not going to be having my soldiers sitting out there being sitting ducks. That's not happening. You know? Y'all supposed to be there when y'all supposed to be there. And we ain't sitting no longer than that. Yeah, he yeah, went to bat for us. He, he, but so. that's another crazy part. He was African American and he was over potential. That's true. And they used to give him a hard time too. They used yeah, to give him a hard time too. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he um he definitely, you know, he came into his own after a while, but he definitely you know, he looked out for us, you know. At, at the end of the day, I really Honestly and truly felt like he genuinely cared about each and every one of us, you know, working under him. So Yeah, he did that. Mm-hmm. So. I think he was an infantry guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was infantry. Okay, yeah, that's what I I, I, I thought he was Yeah, because he was with the truck driver. I remember he was he was infantry. Yep. He was a uh, um uh, Lieutenant I wanna say it was an Alpha Company, I think. One of the um, uh, second lieutenants, and then he got promoted and became a um, uh, first lieutenant. And he was a first lieutenant with us, and they became captain and all that other stuff. But he was cool. He was uh, Lieutenant Rice was one of the rare, you know, black guys that was number one infantry. And let alone, uh, secondly, he was very humble too. It was never like it was never like pretense with him. We didn't have to like. You know, if we didn't salute him, not, you know, not to get him in trouble, he wouldn't be like, hey, you didn't see me, you know? Um, yeah. It was, 
it was more of a like, hey, correction, like, hey, man, you know, you know, you're supposed to be saluting me out here. So, you know what I'm saying? He was he was more of a mentor, not uh, someone who kind of barked orders at you. He was a cool guy. I like him a lot. I really did. I wish I would have gotten to know him a little bit more. I wish I actually would have spent more time. I, I got to know June pretty well. I don't know if you remember him. Oh, man, that was, that was my guy, too. Yeah, June June is cool as shit. Um, it's funny because he, he's from Jacksonville. And when I moved to Jacksonville a couple years after he got out, we saw each other, and I never saw him again after that. I know he's still up in Jacksonville doing his thing, but um, I saw him... Uh, I saw him once over on a side of town, and I was like, hey, what's up, man? You know, let's exchange numbers or whatever. And neither one of us kept in touch. It was just kind of one of them things that we, you know, kind of went our own separate ways. But he was he was, he was, was pretty cool. Sergeant Rouser, you remember him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you, um, are you friends with him on Facebook? No, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, send you his, because uh, he's cool as shit. We've been friends for the last... I want to say probably about 10 years because he found me shortly after I got out of the military. Um, oh, yeah. He was he was always cool. Yeah. Song Rouser. He was he he be on the he was under my uh, uh, Facebook comments a couple of days ago. Oh, it was uh, um, we hit our six year anniversary of when I proposed to to, to Carlos um, okay. and Song Rouser. He was like, uh, what's up, Reggie? You know, stay cool, man. Be cool. You're a cool guy. You're a cool guy. That sounds like him. You're a cool guy, Reggie. You know, when they start calling me, they started calling me by my first name. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. And he was like, you're a cool guy, Reggie. You're a cool guy. Just stay cool, Reggie. You stay cool, man. So, um, I'm trying to think. June, uh, Sun Rouser. Patino. Hey, did, you, did you remember um, Jason Price? Sounds. So... He was a cook. Oh yeah 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 yes yes. I talked I talked to him yesterday. He's about to retire. Wow, dude. did you retire, uh, Samuels? No, I I ended up getting out. And, you know, um, got mm-hmm. cussed to my son. It was too much. Oh, you couldn't. Right, I got I got you. Yeah, I got I got, got cussed to my kids. It was too much, and that injury just. I was fooling myself. I just couldn't do it. Right, and that you know, some sometimes the best decision is to bow. When you know what what did uh, Kenny uh, Rogers used to say? Got to know when to hold him. Got to know when to fold him. Yeah, that, yeah, that, it was like I say it was just too much. Yeah, and you know, I got down here, got a good job, you know, and I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wish I, I miss the military. Don't get me wrong, I miss certain parts of the military. Yeah. I miss you the, know. I missed the PT plan and I missed the I can't say I missed the money cuz I made way more money when I got out than I was in. Mhm. Even when we were over in Iraq and they were uh uh you know, we it was tax free. I still don't think we made that much money. Oh yeah, you remember the hazard pay? Yeah, what? It, it wasn't that much. Yeah. Not what it what it should have been. I need to go back and look at one of my LESs and get it all mad all over again. <laughs> yeah, but th- I mean, they did give us free room and board. I mean, I stayed off post, so I didn't. I didn't stay in the barracks. But um, it's funny because they had too many soldiers at one point, so they allow a lot of us to be able to move off post. So yeah. I rented. A, I had an apartment. You know that that, that um, 
Yeah, and they paid us BAH, BAQ, all that other stuff that we were supposed to get. <laughs> Man, I some of the stuff I hadn't thought about in so long, Sam, is like you just sparked that right into me that fast. Yeah, I mean, because you, you got, like you said, that was a salary job. You know mm-hmm. we was getting paid every month. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, every two weeks, you know what you was getting paid. Mm-hmm. You can look, you can look at your LES, but you can also look at the, the rank structure. It's gonna tell you exactly what you're gonna yeah, get. What you if you don't have kids, mm-hmm. if you, have, you don't have kids, you got kids. It's gonna tell you exactly how much you get. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's no description. Well, I worked this at this many hours. No, you, that's not what you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. And I, I'm pretty sure they had us working longer hours than we should have, though. Oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, too many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I was at, in Iraq, you know, for 24 hours for about a year. I feel like that should have been, that should have been hourly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but as much, oh. as, as much shit we had to do, man. And then on top of that, like you said, you know, uh, uh, getting ranked was slow because it always go to the infantry guys. So that was... That was another thing, you know, you know, on top of just doing our, like I said, on top of us doing our job and then also being black on top of that and all the microaggressions that we had to go through. But, you know, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, what's so crazy? you know, when you get promoted, you got to go in front of the board. Yep. Stuff like this in the Marine Corps, you don't do that. Yeah. But I remember we came back, we came back and I remember with the Cozart, he was our sergeant. He took me in there. Mm hmm. They see before I went, you know, they talk before you they go in there, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they said something about the purple heart and stuff like that. He's like, he's one of the people that he actually, you know, went through some stuff. He actually got a purple heart. It's not, for, you know, not for play, not for talk. Mm-hmm. And so I went in there. This is crazy. So I went in there. They told me to do a good face or something like that. That was it. Mm-hmm. And then the first sergeant was like, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, he called me Mr. Samuels. He said, I'm going to tell you this, Mr. Samuels. Mm-hmm. If you're hurt, let them know you're hurt because you came in here, you're limping. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just pretty much shut it down. Like, this ain't got the military, okay, it's one thing. He's just like, if you're hurt, you're hurt. Right. And he just let me know. He's like, you know, you're you're tough and you're, start, you're starting to, you know, be one of them soldiers. You're going to do it anyway. And we, if we had to cut your leg off, you're still going to be that strong soldier you gonna be there mm-hmm. you know like and he t- he t- I've t- seen him after the end mm-hmm. he's like if you if you you might need to get out or do whatever you need to do just make the decision you know you're not gonna be less of a man mm-hmm. anything like that you gotta do what's best for you that was another thing that toxic masculinity man that was we, we went through a lot of I mean I don't know it was tough for me because I was also gay too and I didn't but, you know, people would say shit, and you know, it'd be mean. I, I didn't know that. Not then. I went out then, man. I mean, I, I, I it wasn't like I had a. Well, uh, that's I'm gonna fall back on that. But um, I, it wasn't. It was kind of one of those things. Like I say, obviously, if I wasn't in the military, I probably would have came out a lot sooner than what I did. But the military allowed me to be able to, uh, you know, keep it closeted because it was don't ask, don't tell, you know. Yeah. 
And guys, there were a lot of guys that were getting out because of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And it was me, and I was actually gay. And it was like, nah, I don't even want to go out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, because they were, if if you told, then they would let you out of the military. And a lot of guys, you know, got a smell of that, that you know, uh, that infantry life. And it was like, nah, dog, they didn't say that in the brochure. So, um and then, you know, they bada boom, bada boom, they would kick him out afterwards. But I even when I was in and even though I knew I was, it never I never felt like I wanted to tell anybody. Like it was it was something I was still trying to work through, you know what I'm saying? And the last thing I think would have helped my ego or not even ego, just my overall experience, if I would have gotten kicked out because of being gay, I probably would have stayed in the closet a hell of a lot longer than. But you know, that been a, oh, been a good lawsuit. Too. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But um, you know, it, it, I was in the process of, of getting to know myself at that time. So, you know, it, it, I don't regret not saying anything. And there were some soldiers that actually did come out when they were in the military, but I just didn't want to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? I felt a sense of duty to finish finish the time that I I had uh you know written for me. So, but. You know, um, it was it was ultimately a good experience. I, I enjoyed the work that I did. And yeah, you know, even though it was kind of crazy at times, I would do it all over again, uh, you know, in a heartbeat. So, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. And uh, like you just said, you just, everything you just said, I didn't know. You know, you came out, stuff like that. But I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you know, that, that. I'm not going to look at you any different. I appreciate that's that. Not, yeah, that's not for me to do Thank you, man. If, any, if anything, you know, you was my brother on the battlefield. Right. I should have the most respect for you. It doesn't matter how it goes. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It was, you know, it was it was a different time then. And now soldiers can, they can come out, you know. Um, you know, and I, I, I tell this story all the time. I, I When it comes to my sexuality, my dad is the person that I go to for the barometer in terms of what people can handle. And my dad is very, uh, he's a deacon in the church. Um, yeah. You know, he's very deep into, you know, the church uh, uh, culture. Um, and he was like, you know, you my son and I love you. So. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what real dads do. And, you know, it, it was never a thing. It wasn't like, you know, it, I, I might not, you know, like the lifestyle that you choose. But at the end of the day, you my son and I love you. So after that, yeah. you know, it was like, what? My dad can take it. I don't give a fuck about what none of y'all say. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but that, you know, that's, that's a testament to how good of a person my dad was, but, um, I enjoyed it. So Mr. Samuels, I am going to bid you adieu, sir. I appreciate the opportunity of uh, getting a chance to just have a conversation because that's really what it was. It was you and I was catching up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were trying to, we were trying to, you know, uh, uh, have a whole 14 year reunion. You know what I'm saying? In, in an hour. Yeah, in, in, a, in an hour. Yes, it's much more. You know. So. But yeah, man. Anything you need from me, you absolutely uh, got it. You know, if you ever find yourself down here in Florida, you ever want to do a vacation, you know, Carlos works at Universal, so we can get you some tickets and. You know, all that other stuff, too. So, yeah, you, you, anything you ever need, man, um, you know, don't hesitate to call, like, for real, for real. You, you, 
you're the homie, man. And you're another black brother that, you know, know that experience that I went through. So I appreciate you for, you know, for for just being you, man, because I've always remembered you, man. And, you know, you definitely impacted me with, you know, uh, just how gentle you were in terms of how cool you were. You were always approachable. And, um, you know, I, I felt like I could be myself around you. So I appreciate that. And you know what? That's exactly what exactly they said. You're not good at It's like you wanted the only, or I didn't say only, but you are very approachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter the situation. You're not going to tell anybody. If we have this talk, you're not going to say anything. You're not going to, you know. And I told you behind closed doors, man, I'm talking to you as a man. Mm-hmm. You know, you can talk to me. You come to me. If you if you can't do that, then I'm not doing my job right. Right, that's true. And uh, you know, th- those are the lessons that we need to learn to have a little bit of compassion. And sometimes it's all it takes. You know, so um, the people the people that's under you, they work better when they can trust you. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, man, you need to teach a class on leadership for real. Well, man, hey, police need to do it. <laughs> you know, you know, as I know, to be in an entry, your ass down test don't have to be that high. Mm-hmm. It's, the bare, it's really the bare minimum. They, they, they need you to be physical, not to be smart. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, your job, you needed some common sense. Yeah. And you know what? I uh, After I got out of the military, I, you know, I was in the cell phone industry for a number of years. And the last two years I was in, I actually did the job that I went to the army for. I was a inventory specialist. Uh, so that was actually pretty cool. You know, it, it definitely was a skill that transferred over um, to me pretty easy because I did that for a number of years. So but um, yeah, man, I appreciate you. We are going to go ahead and round it out. I just want to tell everybody, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Again, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Reggie's with an S underscore expressions with an S. Um, No apostrophes on Instagram, Facebook, Reggie's, R-E-G-G-E-E apostrophe S space expressions. And you'll find me there. Um, And if you guys don't mind. Um, You definitely can become a supporter and I would really appreciate it if you do. And, uh, you know, I'll make sure I put the link and everything out there. But thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate you guys growing the podcast with me because things are things are going well. I like the fact that I'm seeing those downloads go up and I know it's all uh, support of you guys. So with that, Mr. Samuels, you have anything else for us? No, just, you know, the link, you know, this conversation, I definitely, after we get off the phone, I will, I will, I want my son to hear it. Oh, so he understand because I don't know if I said it earlier. He's named after Damien. Oh wow! I named him Damien. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I always told him if you if you are half the man he, he's gonna be, you're gonna be very successful, and you're gonna have a good life. Wow, that's beautiful. That's that's great, man. Wow. So, um, yeah. All right. Peace out, guys.